Hi, I'm Holly. And I am Danielle, and you're listening to the Spooky Hour. Hi friends. Hey, hi. Happy June. June. I was looking at my calendar today, like planning things, and I was like, oh, I could do that June 1st. And then I looked, I was like, today is June 2nd. I cannot do that June 1st. (laughs) Yeah, when we were doing like month end shit, I was like, how is it already like the beginning of the month? Like how? We are six months into the year. (laughs) It's not going well. I could not tell you a single thing that happened up until this point. <laughs> like, No, same. It's just I've, mush. I don't know if I've blacked it out or if I've just been that, like, go, go, go. Actually, probably a mix of the two. But yeah. I have no idea. I've been fighting for my life through back-to-school season since, like, probably end of February. And it's just consumed all of me. <laughs> I was going to say, it's been a long time since you've been doing back-to-school. Yeah, no, literally. So we're, uh, we're in back-to-school. Someone just died upstairs. Can we die quieter? um (laughs) can we die quieter (laughs) we're in back to school from like end of february until probably like literally september well we usually do like a wrap-up in september and then it's christmas and then it's back to school again (laughs) i I never know what time of year it is because that's all i do is back to school and christmas that's such a clusterfuck i'd be so happy with christmas but you hate christmas so i do i i do like a theme though so i love getting to do like like all the banners and stuff i have to do like i i like putting it together because it's a theme yeah but then like christmas for like six months is just like guys please please no yeah, please stop it this is <laughs> <Please> not stop <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's it i went on vacation last week it was lovely i hated coming home danielle and i are moving to the woods yep um <laughs> that's it that's, yeah i'm just surviving it's just surviving what more can we ask yeah i don't have my heat we're in a heat wave guys right now which is and like it's... ridiculous for this time of year i'm just gonna point out yeah and i don't have my ac on long story short there's a dead mouse in my house and it smells really bad and it's been it's been fun and i'm not going Danielle's to having detail. a rough week yeah so everybody send danielle hearts on the episode please post don't. thing just send lots of hearts and make her very uncomfortable yeah I was like, please don't <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yes yeah, so we can't turn the ac on because it just make my whole house smell because it's like confined in the basement right now which is what i'm sitting in right now so it's, this is recording it's gonna be miserable. a really fast episode yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, i have to have my back door open so you're gonna hear it's currently thunderstorming right now it's lovely which i but feel like is perfect for the podcast we're setting a vibe here totally so if you hear thunder and like wind and rain i'm not shutting my door off or <laughs> shutting my door off shutting my door because it's too fucking hot in my house so she's just it. trying to live you guys she's just trying to live I'm, yeah, but yeah this is like rhyming. unseasonably warm when we went so we went up to uh sault ste marie which for those of you who don't know is like pretty northern ontario it's not like the most northern you can get but it's pretty north and I brought sweaters because, like, I was expecting snow, and it hit, like, 32 degrees one of the days we were up there. It's insane. Global warming is so much fun, you guys. This is sarcasm, but, like, I did fuck. not bring enough, like, t-shirts and stuff, and we had not one cloud in the sky the entire week we were up there. Actually, it rained one night, but other than that, not one cloud in the sky the entire There's, time. Like, so I've got a farmer's wildfires tan. everywhere. Yeah, crazy wildfire. I didn't realize they were in Ontario, too. I saw that they were in Ontario. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't I know Nova they Scotia's were, getting uh, hit hard now. Yeah, Nova Scotia's getting hit hard. Alberta gets hit every year. But I saw something about uh, there's, like, fire bans in Algonquin because they're raging oh. or something. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So, yeah, everything's a hot fucking mess, you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's a disaster. 
Oh, and I live beside a path, so if you hear kids, I'm not cutting just, it out. It's yeah. just a thing, guys. We're going to pretend we hear nothing. This is a perfectly normal episode. <laughs> totally. Maybe they won't even hear anything. They're like, these guys are crazy. <laughs> I find it's hit or miss. Like, sometimes when I listen back, it's it's like nice and isolated but like every so often i feel like i could hear people walking upstairs and stuff and like yeah I or even like the, the recording like the tracker sometimes it moves like mm. when people are moving upstairs and i'm like Ugh. but then sometimes it's fine so i don't know it Things never makes sense bump in the night um i guess we'll get into it we won't whine too much life sucks and then you die <laughs> so i'm gonna start uh, so I came across, <laughs> I was just telling Danielle, I don't know if you guys do this at work, but we have that like MSN homepage thing and it's all these like random news articles. Oh, that was a good one. That was a loud thunderbomber. <laughs> I think we caught it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I clicked on one of the articles and it was like people who won the lottery and ended up like worse than they started. And I was like, well, naturally I have to read that. Uh, so it's a lot of people like fuck up their lives after the lottery. Like this list was like oh, 40 yeah. people long. Um, a lot of is people a lot ended of up in the states. Uh, there was quite a few in Canada. The one I'm doing today was in um, like Vaughan, so like oh, Toronto area. Yeah, um, but there was quite a bit in the states. Uh, I feel like the states lottery pools are often bigger than ours, so I don't know if that's well because they're not taxed. So right, when you win right, it, right. you get taxed after ours is tax pre-tax. Right, um, or, but it was yeah. pretty. It was pretty good toss up between uh, U.S. and Canada. Um, so a lot of people ended up dead, broke, or in jail. So I thought to myself, oh, look, a podcast episode. Um, <laughs> so today we're talking about E.B. Ronchioli, who won the lottery but ended up losing her life. Uh, E.B. Ronchioli and her husband, Dr. Joseph Ronchioli. It live- reminds me of like, okay, I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but you remember like those like cans of like beefaroni and like ravioli? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like obsessed with them. That's what I their last. I thought of ravioli the entire time I was typing this. Yeah. Also, just so everybody knows, I spelled it phonetically so that I could pronounce it. Um, I love that. I, I was smart this time. Uh, so they lived a pretty decent life even prior to the lottery win. Joseph was a very successful doctor. He allegedly brought in an income of twenty thousand dollars a month. A month. <laughs> I cannot relate. And EB owned a beauty supply store. Uh, so the couple was doing pretty well financially and lived in a wealthy part of Vaughan, Ontario. Uh, their house had an indoor pool and they lived in a gated community. So some perspective there. They were fine. They were good. Um, I want an indoor pool. I want the same. I just want um, a pool. <laughs> <laughs> mine is always open and it's actually 80 degrees right now. So by all means, hop on in. Perfect. Um, so despite the luxurious lifestyle, E.B. liked to play the lottery. And in 1991, she and a friend finally won big playing the Lotto 649, uh, which is the Canadian lottery that I have yet to win personally. Um, they won a total. Well, of that's ten- an Ontario lottery. I actually Googled it. It is Canada wide. Is it? So I, I don't, I don't know. Ontario. If- I thought so, too. And then I Googled it and it said it's Canada wide. So I don't know if it's like each province has their own version of 649. Because I literally says sworn- on it literally says on ontario 649 i don't know man so it's it's at least in ontario possibly in all of canada at least in ontario lotto max is definitely of all of canada. lotto max is ontario yeah and then there's like lotterio which is oh maybe it's the, the lotterio because maybe that's what i'm thinking of she won money that's all we know yeah um, was so 649 she- so that's it <laughs> She won $10 million and she split it with her friends. So they got uh, $5 million each. 
Uh, the Ronchioles were living larger than ever after the win. Everything was all sunshine and roses until July 20th, 2003. Joseph discovered Evie dead that day, laying on the couch in their home. Instead of alerting the police, Joseph called his bookkeeper and his real estate agent, uh, immediately sounding off the, the husband did it alarms. Uh, it was actually the bookkeeper who ended up calling the police and they arrived a little while later. It was reported that Joseph was drinking and behaving strangely when they arrived on scene. Um, so an autopsy was performed. Ooh, another boom. Um, an autopsy was performed, and they discovered mysterious needle marks on Evie's legs and feet. Her cause of death was determined to be an overdose from a lethal mix of painkillers and alcohol. They were unsure and if he's the a overdose... doctor, right? He's a doctor. Mm-hmm. He's a doctor. Um, so they were unsure if the overdose was self-inflicted at first, so the investigation trudged on. Six months later, Joseph made a confession. Uh, he was the one that injected his wife with the painkillers. However, according to him, he never meant to kill her. Joseph told the investigators he was trying to numb her arms by injecting her legs. Oh, um, he injected her legs. Like, yeah. Makes no fucking sense. So that he could draw blood tests because she had suddenly become like ill. She was not doing well. She'd lost a bunch of weight and had no appetite and all this stuff. Uh, so he claimed that she had a fear of doctors. So he convinced her to let him treat her from the comfort of their own home. Um, for reference, he's a gynecologist. So not a general doctor not you know i wouldn't want him to treat a possible disease or something that is not that's like flowing in your bloodstream yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so during his eight hour interrogation he told the officer quote my intentions were honorable the result was disastrous it was unintentional end quote Uh, So for obvious reasons, he was arrested and put on trial for his wife's murder. During the trial, there were several bombshells that uh, helped paint a better picture of what really happened. So on the day Evie was killed, the couple had met with a real estate agent, the one that Joseph had called like after he found her, about selling their home and downsizing to a smaller one. It turns out that they had run into some major financial troubles and needed to cut their living expenses. It was revealed to the jury that in 1998, Joseph moved all of his assets, so their homes, cottages, bank accounts, everything, into Evie's name to protect himself from a wrongful dismissal lawsuit that was filed by his former secretary. Um, Interesting. So he was, like, hiding his money, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Evie had full control over their existing wealth and the $5 million she had won in the lottery. Uh, Evie also had a bit of a spending problem. The way uh, Joseph's legal team painted it, she had a secret double life. She was allegedly an alcoholic and incurred quite a bit of debt with a gambling habit. She dwindled their net worth down to below 300000 uh, a fact that Joseph said he only learned after her death. Also, I would love my net worth to be 300000 <laughs> Just right? saying. He's like, I'm so poor. And I'm like, oh. Oh, can't relate. Um, but like to put into perspective, he was making twenty k a month and they won $5 million. So that is quite a drastic drop oh absolutely um, so the ronchiolis lived with two sons one that they shared and one from evie's previous marriage in the trial it was revealed that she had given them each around eight hundred thousand dollars but what joseph didn't know was that evie had a secret third son that she had kept hidden from the family she went behind their backs and gave him two million dollars of her lottery winnings that means she had given away 3.6 million of her five million dollar winnings wow um, the prosecution claimed that Joseph killed his wife after learning. Oh God, I so love loud. the thunder. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> no, I it's love so it. I feel loud. like it's like it's like um like a purchase sound or something. You know what? I mean? <laughs> right, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, blah, blah, blah. So the prosecution claimed that Joseph killed his wife after learning about the mess she had made with her finances. Uh, this was supposed to be their retirement fund, and she gambled or gave it all away. This pushed him over the edge, and he killed her to get revenge. 
the defense insisted that the death was accidental, but the judge delivered the verdict saying his crime, quote, more resembles a murder than an accidental killing. It was intentional, not spontaneous. Justice Jane Ferguson continued saying that Joseph had, quote, failed as a husband and as a doctor. Um, she went right for him. I wish I had like footage of that. Um, totally. So she believed that he deserved a lengthy sentence for the murder, but assistant crown attorney Martin Dion said that uh, he should be sentenced to a term between 10 and 12 years. Ultimately, Joseph was found guilty of manslaughter. What? Manslaughter. (laughs) On February 16th, 2008, (sighs) after a jury deliberated for two and a half days, he was sentenced to only seven years in prison for the death of his wife. Nice. During the sentencing, the judge requested continued psychiatric and medical care for a series of health problems, uh, including Hodgkin's Hodgkin's disease and an alleged suicide attempt. So he, I, I don't know if he was given like, what is it called when they go to like a non max maximum security? Is that the good one? Not the good I have one, no but. idea. I have no clue. He served a cushy sentence. Um, so Joseph's lawyers immediately filed appeals on both the charges and the sentencing, and he was released on bail as a result of this. It took a couple of years for the court proceedings to take place, but in 2011, Ontario's Court of Appeals decided to uphold the seven-year sentence in a 3-0 to zero ruling, a.k.a. no one believed he was innocent. Um, So Joseph turned himself in that same day to begin serving his sentence. He was 74 when he turned himself in, and he died three short years later in 2014. Womp, womp. Womp, womp. Justice was, I won't even say somewhat served. I don't think it was very well served at all. No, not at all. Not even close. But yeah, that one was uh, quite the twist. But I bet if they didn't have money, he wouldn't have gotten out on bail. Oh, absolutely not. And I also think his age was a factor and the fact that he had no priors because that that was mentioned quite a bit in the articles I was reading. Like, oh, it's this poor old man and he did it accidentally. And it's like, no, it was a poor old man who killed his wife. Like, yeah, sorry. Doesn't matter your age. You still killed your wife. I couldn't find whether or not he died in prison. And um, (laughs) this is creepy, but I found like the page that his obituary was on, but it looks like it was removed. I don't know if people had started commenting on it or whatever, but it just has like his picture born died and then that's it. So I'm not sure what happened if he died in prison. I just know he's no longer with us. Hmm. (laughs) Unsatisfied. (laughs) (laughs) He should have served way longer. Yeah. the freaking msn article made me not want to win the lottery because i was like shit what if i fuck up (laughs) right what if i spend all of my money (laughs) that is wild that just proves that like having so much money still probably it doesn't solve everything yeah it solves like most things like i'd probably be a lot better off with a couple million but it doesn't solve everything no absolutely not i think we would be good at it because we don't have friends (laughs) and like no one to like impress (laughs) You know? we just take off and leave and no one would ever see us again yeah they might think we're dead but <laughs> we aren't <laughs> so true oh uh, okay. shall we get into yours now is it spooky yeah. are we getting spooky yeah well okay. i mean it's kind of spooky it's just it's fun spooky it's adjacent fun. yeah um so we're gonna talk about the frankenstein castle oh my god that is fun yeah so much fun um so yeah like it's actually real uh it's called the birth <laughs> frankenstein castle and it's located 30 kilometers south of frankfurt in germany um people theorize that mary shelley's book like frankenstein this castle was said to be like her inspiration for the book there's no truth behind that but like it's pretty cool and I, i'll talk about it in a bit Did the castle have the name before the book oh yeah oh yeah so th- then we can assume right yeah definitely assume 
Um, so the castle itself was named after the family who claimed the land there. Frankenstein means the stone of Franks. Um, so the <laughs> castle was... <laughs> Maybe it was your dad's castle. <laughs> Did I tell you we um, technically have one in, in Scotland? You if you go castle. through like... Yeah, what is it called? Uh, I'll have to look up the name again, but I was looking at my family history because I know nothing about it. And the Murray clan... Uh, from Athol, which is always funny to me, uh, we're one of like the original six clans in Scotland, and there's like a castle under the name. And I was like, hold on, do I get some sort of stake in this? Like, I was like, can you go claim it? Like, can we go live I, my, in a castle? My papa in had like a family crest somewhere. I was like, if I just show this, do I get a room in the castle? Like, right? <laughs> Am I part of the cool kids club? <laughs> I'll look it up um, and tell you after. Yeah, so you guys, we might be moving to Scotland in a castle. <laughs> like, no. Um, so the castle was built around 1252. Um, it was in the Frankenstein family for about 400 years. In oh, the wow. seventh, Yeah, long fucking time. Um, in the 17th century, it was used as barracks for, like, retired soldiers. In World War II, parts of the castle were used as, like, an army base for American soldiers. And then, like, in the 19th century, the castle did um undergo some like renovations or like restorations type thing um so what you see today isn't exactly what it looked like in 1252 like 1252 that's 1252 yeah um you can still see a lot of like the old remains of the castle and like it does still stand today but like there's an old drawbridge and stuff that's original to it so that's kind of cool but there's like these towers that have like peaks on them like you know when you think of a castle you see yeah. like the two tower like long towers those didn't exist back in 1252 they were added in the 19th century oh so some like some of it is like newer and some of it is not newer if that makes sense <laughs> it's, a, it's a mix it's a healthy mix um the, ca- <laughs> the castle itself is surrounded by woods and trails and sits hilltop overlooking a valley which is like goals yeah i was just gonna say so this goals. is where we're moving yeah well, we win the lottery <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um unless we die like well after winning winning the lottery maybe i'll inject you with something holly not <laughs> money bitch please don't <laughs> i won't um i wouldn't even know where to start um Yo, we can get Emma involved. She knows how to... <laughs> I was just going to say, ask Emma. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as I said, there's a theory that Mary Shelley's book, Frankenstein, that this castle was like its inspiration. The book was published in 1818 and it tells the story of a scientist named Frankenstein who creates a creature from body parts and brings it to life. Now, there is no confirmation for this, but definitely a possibility. Um, there's another reason why people believe that her book relates to the Frankenstein castle because on August 10th, 1673... John Conrad Dipple. I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing Dipple? that wrong. Dipple. Oh. <laughs> Dip. <laughs> Sir Dip. Oh. <laughs> um, he was born inside Frankenstein Castle, which he also grew up in. It's said he was quite a loner growing up, but he ended up becoming a scientist. So it's kind of like Carl. <laughs> Yeah. It's exactly like Carl. Carl. Well, hopefully not when I get into this next bit. Oh, he no. also studied um, theology, um, like mysticism, mysticism. Nailed it. Uh, what is it? Alchemy? Alchemy. Alchemy, Alchemy, yeah. Alchemy, okay. You're killing it. <laughs> yeah, got it, guys. Um, he got his master's degree in theology in 1693. Um, he was pretty smart, and he discovered, he ended up like, or helping to discover, he was part of it, um, the dye Prussian or Prussian blue, which is um, used in like textile production, and it's still actually used today. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so he also made like a type of elixir that he thought had potential to reverse aging. Um, and it was made by boiling down leftovers of dissected animals. Yeah. Wow. 
this is where it's like maybe it's carl you never know <laughs> uh he was also very curious about souls especially like the human soul and there is documentation from him regarding experiments of like soul transference um where he tried to take a soul out of like a dead animal and put it into like another living animal um now he did a lot of experiments on animals and i can kind of like leave it up to your guys imagination but there's definitely a lot of removal of body parts and like attaching it to others um now there are stories and these are just like stories mind you it's not like My there's an article about it or something. <laughs> yeah it's gross but it said that those experiments moved from animals to humans um he didn't do experiments on like live humans instead he chose uh the route of grave robbing so he would go to graveyards in the middle of the night and exhume bodies and he tried to go for humans that had like recently died because he believed that people who recently died still have their soul or at least like some of their soul their soul still like intact uh he made elixirs with boiling human remains um which was his like elixir to, on to life drink? yeah yeah which he thought like his animal one worked so why not like a human version up. of it yeah <laughs> Um, he also apparently transferred hearts and eyes between um, dead bodies. He believed that this was like a way to transfer souls. So people theorize that Mary's book is because like Frankenstein is like a mad scientist and puts dead body parts together. Yeah. And this guy apparently did. Um, so that's yeah, why they think. That sounds about like, right to me. Yeah. So that's why they think her book could have been inspired by this. Um, it said that other scientists may have had made, like made up these rumors about him. Like they're all completely false because, uh, they were just jealous of his findings of the, that, that dye, the, the Prussian blue. Uh, so they tried to do like a smear campaign against oh. him. Yeah. Like this isn't all like confirmed. Like he didn't like get like go to jail for it or anything yeah. like that. It's all just like rumored base. Um, but yeah, that's like the wild history of the Frankenstein castle. So mine's that's like hella short crazy. this week, but like fucking wild man. i didn't know any of that i'm a little nauseous <laughs> yeah and you can still visit it today so they have like a lot especially during like halloween they have a lot of like festivals you can go and like tour the grounds and stuff so it'd be like hella fun to fucking go there and it's not like this like it's cool looking but it's not like you're like when you're picturing a castle you're picturing like this huge thing it looks like a castle but it's not like yeah. massive i'm gonna google it i but. was picturing like um your quintessential halloween castle you know what i mean with like the big moon in the background totally and i'm pretty sure mary's i've never read the frankenstein book i have it haven't read it um um okay yeah yeah so the book never like states a castle like not once yeah um but in the movie is when in one of the movies i can't remember sometime in the 1900s one of the movies i think it was like 1963 maybe i could be incorrect date um that that was the first time it suggested this happening in a castle and then it suggested that like yeah it was based off of this crazy scientist like like the the john guy and they kind of hinted at it sorry the one in the movie i'm just looking at it now this is like exactly what i pictured but it is different the real one yeah yeah but the first time the castle was ever mentioned was in a movie so that's not even in the book yeah no it's not in the book it's not in the book but um yeah it's crazy that's fucking wild i had no idea about any of that yeah Um, it's disgusting but oh 
It's cool that it exists, though, and it's cool that the Frankenstein family existed. Like, yeah, and sick. it kind of makes sense that that's where she got it from, like, especially those rumors and everything. Whether totally. or not she admits it, I would believe that she got it there. I mean, I don't think she's going to admit it now. She's kind of dead. She but might. You never know. <laughs> you never know. He might have transferred her soul. <laughs> exactly. Well, on that Afterlife. pleasant note. <laughs> yeah. Come Coming hang out with us. Yeah. We have Instagram. It's a spooky hour podcast. The Twitter is at spooky hour. And the email is the spooky hour podcast 666 at gmail.com. I apologize for any thunder boomers you may hear during this episode. Never apologize for thunder boomers. I just hope they're coming this way now. It's getting quiet. It went over my house and now it's not. I want I can, more. I can hear them in like the distance. I want more. I just want it to rain so it cools the fuck down, but it didn't even rain. It's supposed to cool down. It's supposed to be like normal tomorrow. Fuck, this is ridiculous. Holly, I'm over 25 it. degrees before the humidity is not normal. Okay. Like fair. <laughs> more normal? Normal-esque? I don't know. I'm over it. I'm so cranky in the heat. Yeah, same. <laughs> I just don't want to. It's almost it. spooky season. I put a countdown in the three stories months. yesterday. Three fucking months. Three fucking months. We're almost there, guys. <laughs> almost. Uh, on that <laughs> note, have a great week and stay spooky. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye.